Okay, we're back for another edition of Ask Mom and Dad. And um, we've got things to talk about anyway. So I'm excited about whatever it is we're going to chat about. This week's episode is brought to you by the same thing as it's always brought to you by our will, grit, and determination to do this because nobody will pay us to do it. So we're doing this for the absolute cost of donations no, nope, not even that. We're just doing this because... Yeah. Kids ask us to. The kids asked us to. That's why it's called Ask Mom and Dad while they're off doing whatever they're doing. And hopefully some of them are listening still or they've listened over I the years know. or not. So what we did a while back was... Oh, by the way, hi, Tanya. How are you today? Hi. I just want to acknowledge that you're... That, you know, we're I'm invisible in to microphone. anybody who's listening yeah, to us. Yeah, you're in the you're in the microphone, microphone room. Um, the thing that I was going to ask you... Oh, uh, it's fall. Yay! And that was, uh, it was interesting because I was uh, checking with you guys uh, a minute ago. The girls came over, and a couple of the girls came over, and we're doing the thing with Hannah and her stuff tonight over at Apartment Life. And you guys were all in the bathroom. Mackay's singing tonight. I asked, yeah, Mackay's singing tonight. And I asked you a question, um, which uh, I, asked, I asked Elijah where you guys were because you guys came in. I heard a lot of talking and then you guys were gone then back to the bathroom and you guys were fixing hair and i rolled out the bathroom and i was after a few minutes of it and um and then you guys migrated to the kitchen but i, I commented as i left the bathroom i said i don't, I don't speak this language because you guys were having conversations about stuff and my opinions were like okay i don't speak the same language that you guys do so it kind of leads me to, leads me to think that maybe we could talk about roles a little bit today and some of the ways in which men and women oddly enough scientifically proven are not the same exact creatures. <laughs> Oddly enough. Oddly enough. You couldn't follow our hair discussion? I don't know. There was something else was. that was said. I just walked out and said, okay, I'm lost. I don't know what's going on anymore. You guys are speaking your odd <laughs> language now. And um and we could have a whole conversation about that women have an entirely different language than men do. Yep. Um expectations of language men and men are from Mars and women are from Venus or something like that. Yeah, or Somebody Cleveland and, titled. and yeah, that that old book. That Cleveland? Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's from Cleveland? I don't know, men or women. <laughs> I don't know. I've never <laughs> been to Cleveland. I've been to Cleveland once. It was a long time ago. And I'd never felt the need to go back. I don't like anybody's from Cleveland. Okay. I don't know. Uh, oh, WKRP was in. No, that was that Cincinnati. Was Cincinnati. <laughs> That's the Drew Carey show was in Cleveland. Oh, okay. For thinking about sitcoms, it was it was Drew okay. Carey show. Okay. Cleveland Rocks, that was their theme song because nobody ever knows <laughs> that Cleveland. We're really talking about nothing successfully now, or I am anyway. Um, one of the questions we got asked a while back, because um, we got this stack of cards from when people asked us, was about um, how to, how can you get your wife to be supportive of you emotionally? Or how can I get my wife to be supportive of me emotionally? And that's a broad question, because my first, um, the man response in me is, you know, suck it up and be a man, and she'll support you emotionally, just give her time. Um <laughs> But there's more to it than that, I'm sure. And um, and so I guess that kind of first question would just be kind of, I'm curious, how would you answer that? If some guy walked up to you and said, I don't feel my wife is, oddly, I just think it's odd that a guy would, I mean, not odd, but it's interesting that a guy would ask yes, about emotional anyway. support. Usually it's well, a straight I up, say, I just, is he asking for, you know, something else? Anyway, the go ahead. The question to me is, girls and I were talking about that a little bit last night we don't really know what that looks like or what that means um I don't think girls are trained these days to think uh, what does it mean to we talked about this at one point I think to be a helpmate or to support quote unquote our man you know I don't know Micaiah was saying last night she had a really good view on it I thought and she said um that we're to be the rock that 
kind of that they can lean on but we're not to be um like the spokesman for them or what's the way she put it um it should a really good view of it especially like in public like where you wouldn't want to um usurp or you know seem as a leader like around people but at home you want to be what they need anyway it was, I, I wish i could have written it down because it was a really good way to oddly see insightful it from, yeah for such a young and just barely married herself girl i'm proud of her because i feel like she's got a good handle on it whether she can live that is one thing but because we were talking about how to s- encourage the men to, to to rise up i guess that was how i would see it so like a man who's asking about emotional support it may just mean he wants to rise up but isn't sure how he feels like his woman will see that or doesn't want to you know this day and age doesn't want to pound on her or make her less than or you know she can't work she needs to be at home doing whatever or you know those kinds of silly things that seems to pervade our culture but the men that want to lead or want to be strong or want to be what I feel like what maybe God has called them to be it does take a little bit of it's they're challenged but i'd like to know even from your perspective what what is it that women do to men in other words are we are we literally your your uh the way we live our lives are we your make or break it or (laughs) you know we either tear you down or build you up or can you be men like men need to be kind of without us and let us just be there to be your partners you know it's just well, a, I mean, a real it's odd evident i think in the fact that um mortality rates amongst men whose wives die before they do are higher um and more more rapidly higher than mortality rates amongst women who they women seem to be able to go on fine without their men which should you know wake us up dudes um <laughs> but men on the other hand aren't as able to adapt um to life without the wife um and there's why that huh why do you think that is I don't know, um, it, I, and I, I guess I would be interested to to look and see if that's culturally unique to our culture, or if that's something that's true elsewhere and other cultures as well. Um, main, mainly because I think we tend to put a lot of our, um, for lack of a better word, faith into the other human, rather than to have a, a well a dependence more than interdependence. Uh, my mood is there's a reality is that mood is going to be affected by the people in your life you know when you and I you know even start these conversations sometimes our moods affected just because somebody says or asks or does something sideways from what we expect and then we got to recover from that because we're humans but at the core of me and at the core of you if one of us absents the picture um, is your ex it's the whole, um, for me, you know, and you as I've been our faith, Jesus is the most important thing. So is our faith in Christ where our focus point is to where if we lose our spouse, you know, we have life beyond that. Um, and, you know, God forbid. Yeah, the people you know, we don't genuinely that right get that. The word codependent was brought up a few years back. It was like a big deal. Then do people really literally get where they cannot survive because they can't kind of operate on their own without considering or without being nearby someone that's also I don't know what it would be holding them up walking with them whatever 
or is there an actual emotional dependence? Like in this case, this question, how can I get my wife to be emotionally supportive? What does that mean? What What is he asking? What is he needing? Well, okay, so the next thing that came to my mind was, um, what's your love language, dude? You know, because if we think about um, different ways that we um, are supportive of one another, um, we are... Uh, let me let me answer this question real quick, and then we'll take a commercial break. Um, the uh, one of the ways that we're supportive of one another is is going to be dependent on how that person communicates support. Yeah, now, we we're using the word I use the word love languages. You know, do you need? Are you asking for physical affection? Are you asking for someone to just shut up and listen to you for a while? Are you asking for someone to just show they appreciate you by giving you a card or a back rub or you know what is what is the um, you know serving you? I mean, what does emotional support look what like spe- for you? Yeah, well, how does it speak? Yeah, what them? speaks to you? And and the best way to figure that out is is look at yourself, I think, and see what do you do most when you're trying to show affection or support to another person that if that's what you do that's what you're looking for in that person too because they're speaking that's your that's your native mm-hmm. tongue um so f- also find out from that other person what do they do when they're trying to show affection and then a so there's two i think there's two pieces of that recognize something that may not be your language your for your tongue um and and appreciate acknowledge that and express that back and forth with your with your spouse um and say here's what's I'm kind of needing and, and have that conversation. Um, do it in a non-confrontive way. Do it like we're doing now in a very bland way. What do you think about that? Yes, I definitely think that it's important to figure out your um, the ways you feel loved or supported or whatever and be able to communicate to that, you know, to your spouse. I, I don't know. I think that's one of the hardest things in relationships and especially in marriage, it seems like, is to make that person understand who you are but also to make them feel loved by you <laughs> understand either me. direction you know yeah. either be loved or love so i don't know but i think between women and men there's a there's a distinct difference of the way we feel quote supported or loved or you know the book love and respect i mean there's a completely different idea there for women to need to feel loved and men to need to feel respected but i don't know that women get that i think and men, I, I don't feel like they get that. I think there's, because there's such a disconnect in the way we operate, that it really is hard to understand what my, you know, what my spouse needs from me or what men in general need from women. I, I don't know. Well, I men need slow, simple communication <laughs> without much complication. Sometimes they just say... Apparently obvious communication. <laughs> Sometimes they just need to, you to acknowledge that it is may be obvious to you. your hair up on top you. of your head? Yes, honey, my hair is up on top of my head. Which isn't actually the question they're asking. Because <laughs> they rec- this never happened so in confused. our lives recently. <laughs> this, um, so women we in our group last night was talking about this. We were talking about how... Um, we want to see our men rise up, but we don't know necessarily. We know we're not necessarily just supposed to say, you know, um, why don't you, I don't know. Women are taught some sometimes that, men are, that we're supposed to lead spiritually in our home. So men, would you do that? Would you pray with us or would you lead our children? You know, those kind of things. And we know that's not realistic. I mean, it's not very often that you find a family that, that really works very well. So we were talking about in the church, women women's place and in, in talking in the church and how Paul directly says women should not speak in the church well I don't know if if that's 
necessarily what Paul was even trying to get at. I think that the very first um, verse of that section said, do all things for um, building up or edification was another fancy word to make, you know, someone know that they're important to, to build up the church, to, to get the uh, work of God done, accomplished means to encourage each other so that we're not sitting in discouragement or dis, you know, in discouragement, literally not having courage to do the things we should do, you know, those kind of things. So women, if they're quieter about maybe speaking out and those kind of settings, we were hoping that maybe that meant men would um, tank on that mantle and, and be the leaders and speak the spiritual um, truths that that women need to hear them speak because women are encouraged when our men are walking with God or when when our men are are on track with that it makes us feel like we are but then this question makes it almost sounds like maybe it's the women that are supposed to be and the men look at them and you know I don't that's not well let me let me ask it this way support, maybe let's but, let's just Well, I'm, I wasn't even saying that's emotional support, but there is a type of support going on there, a type of, do you understand what I'm saying? It breaks down somehow where men don't feel supported if women talk up or too much where they should be speaking. Well, I do think on the that other men hand, if feel they, if in women general. women don't support men, then they won't speak up necessarily. So, right? Or what? I do think that men feel in general confident in things that are tangible and less confident in things that are spiritual. And so when it comes to things of a spiritual nature, you know, um, it's a little nebulous because spirituality, men get process, they understand it, but spirituality is very process-oriented. It's not, the destination is, you know, when you're talking about things of eternity, there's no real destination, it's eternal. So it's like, I'm (laughs) always going to be in process, you know, and I don't think anybody has a problem with improving um, and that kind of thing. But men, I think, struggle to bring some definition to things in a way that is, you know, I need to solve this little thing or this little thing. And and um, anyway, back to my original thought, I think women very easily latch to spiritual things better um, are better equipped for it than men. I think women are more global in the way that they process. They do process out loud. And, you know, the whole idea about women always finishing one another's sentences uh, men just get irritated when people talk over them, uh, whereas women can literally look like they're passing batons in but language. But it's funny it's because kind of we've always thought that women carried the emotional ups and downs and upheavals. It almost seems as if that's what Eve was kind of in trouble for, was the emotional, you know, uh, being swayed by the snake or whatever. So that women are weak in that way. And yet it sounds like from this question that men look to women to give them the emotional whatever strength they need to to do what though to be the leaders in their home to be outspoken well, on let's some take, things let's take the, to let's, feel good or what let's take the um the subject matter um of spirituality briefly because uh, the, the quote you're referring to in corinthians right is about you know women hushing up and letting the men do the spiritual thing is that right is that is i mean that's the way it's interpreted an, shut up girls say, it's the boys thing well it's it's a well, it's it a is, cultural interpretation based on the misunderstanding that you know the bible's oppressive of women kind of thing <laughs> whereas what you're articulating according is the opposite paul, of that according to paul it's not the women's place in the setting what that seemed like to me the setting of public uh you know teaching then to have um 
an outspoken presence. It sounded like it was at least culturally the men should take the leadership in that setting and the women should then at home ask their husbands. What we were talking about was kind of neat, actually, because Micaiah said, you know, that's really neat because in some ways, especially in her situation, it would be good because she knows that otherwise there's an intimidation factor that can be, especially with them, because she's walked in the faith a lot longer than he has, you know, her husband. So for her to I felt similarly when we got married, you and I. So for her to wait till she got home to ask him a question and let him speak out or not, but her not speak out, I guess, in, in a you know, whatever, a general setting of, you know, might be really um, uplifting to him for her to go to him and then also put the pressure on him to to be that, to answer that question or to look it up and find out the answer, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. The only problem with that is men men are sometimes, um, that's sometimes intimidating to them too, to where, like with you and I, I think I felt like I did want your answers we disagreed on some things but I did want your answers and the problem was you I I always wanted you to be confidently lead me and let me know but you weren't quite there yourself yet either so to know how for that to be a good mix that's a difficult thing you know well I think again I think it has to do it's going to sound incredibly petty for me to put it this way and kind of throwing guys under the bus a little bit but men's egos are are um (laughs) <laughs> fragile <laughs> if we you know if we can't okay, answer it we're just gonna, that term well let like, me let me let mean... me define what i'm saying by it though in other words again if they're not confident in something and i already said we struggle i think with spiritual things genuinely because it's not tangible it's not something we can put our hands on there's a few of us that are more confident in that because we just our, our skills are philosophy or you know the, we like the, the um, abstract sciences mm-hmm. and, but and that's i'm one of those guys so i'm not uncomfortable in that environment but uh, most men um or a lot of men are are uh, or not that way. So if they're more tactile, they need to feel confident in something. So if you go into an environment like Paul's talking about in this passage, and he's saying, girls, be quiet. So the men have to wrestle with this. Because if the women are having a very comfortable, free-flowing conversation about things of, that are spiritual, and men feel that they can't bring anything to the table because they don't grasp it that well, there's a couple of things that are going on there. Um, I already mentioned the egos there, so it can be easily bruised if they say something and it's wrong. And the girls just dynamically include them in a discussion. Um, I don't understand the bruised ego. Does I, I that mean that, their pride's just yeah, their pride's an issue. I, yeah, they're just well. If you guys have so got this, mean? you don't need me. There's a sense that they don't feel needed in the conversation. And I think Paul's honestly addressing that. Um, he's saying, let the guys wrestle with this um, because they're and, and the girls should sit back and go, we got this. Let them figure it out um, to some degree rather than going, why can't we be involved? It's the patriarchy. Well, no, that's not the point. The point is these patriarchs don't do spiritual readily well. They need to process it differently. And girls speak a different language. They, they commiserate. Guys have to say, well, if A is B and then why is B and C not working together? And the girls are like, well, they can live together in the same planet. And guys are like, no, they can't. Okay, you know better. I'll quit. You know, and so there's there's just this there's there's they have to come to it on their own. Um, the other thing too is I think that if um, if a guy disagrees with a girl in public, if it's, especially if it's if it's a healthy relationship, he never wants to hurt the girl that he loves in front of other people because it would hurt him if she did the same to him. I think that there's again, I'm not saying that this is um, to some degree it's noble. It's, it's about it's about protecting one another, and so if an argument's happening um, publicly, the man's not going to step in and, and willfully bruise her. Um, because he disagrees or whatever in that environment, not in a public environment. He doesn't want to do that. So 
I think to some degree, this is just me throwing out ideas. I mean, you're... Well, it's interesting because men will definitely disagree with women in public all the time. I think men, but I don't, I don't think that that's their... Um, I don't think that they're healthy guys do that. I think that um, healthy guys want to do everything they can to preserve the dignity of their spouse. Um, and and so I'm, why would that be perceived? Because truthfully, I you tend and to I chastise always, guys when they when they throw their wives under the bus. In truthfully, front of people. I've never you and I have done that quite frequently, where I feel like you've corrected me quite often in public. So I don't. Well, I, I know that's not necessarily what you were trying to accomplish, but it has felt that way. Like you'll say, "Well, it's actually this way," or so you'll fair. make that statement, which is literally saying so you're wrong and let me tell you what's right i know that's not in fact that's funny because we've misinterpreted each other in those at at times um where we really weren't you weren't countering me necessarily you were trying to add on but it is oh it's almost always seemed as if you needed to make sure and correct my thinking on it rather well so you're saying you haven't really that's not really been I, I what think you would that mean to do. Is I it? would think that I'm more the exception than the rule. Again, I'm my personality is that I'm more the um, of the abstract sciences. I like psychology and philosophy and theology. So I'm more, and I'm comfortable in that environment. So I'm going to dialogue with you. But if you've noticed, uh, with the guys we deal with, they don't argue or they don't butt in. Very few of them do, unless yeah. they're. Um, unless a lot of times it's in, unless they do it in an unhealthy way. Well, they way. were even saying that last you night. Know, that if the I'm, majority of their men, they really do almost have to be quiet because their men are quieter yeah. in general. So basically, you're not married to that to guy. You're married to the guy who constantly walks around and bruises you by accident, which I'm sorry about that if that's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I think that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think you've done it intentionally, but I don't think you and I have learned even how to dialogue in the sense that, except for maybe with these podcasts where we're trying it, where we can add to each other's thought patterns and um, and because of that it be a, because I believe that, you know, God has given kind of the man and the woman as opposite sides of a, say, a fitting puzzle ball, you know, where they they present both sides and it and both sides are needed most of the time. But it's uncomfortable for some reason for us to see us that way, you know, see for couples to see themselves that way for us, for them to be a team or a partnership or whatever. And so I could see where if men, if that's a real touchy subject with men and they can't see it that way, where Paul would be saying women just, just don't just go ahead and be quiet and let the men speak. But, but at home, work it out, ask them questions because they need to be challenged on that or whatever. But I don't know. Is that well? I don't think it's. I don't think it's wrong to have. I mean, again, when you get into general principles, it's not going to apply to every situation. I don't think you and I are an exception to the rule, but I also think there are things about who we are that are exceptions. We're still individuals in a stereotype, if you will. You know, men stereotypically are. You know, not are are tactile. They like to get things done, and they like solutions. You know, I'm like that, but I'm not as tactile. I don't need to. You know, I can have the solutions in a in a word problem or a psychological <laughs> problem. You know, um, the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for for girls? You know, again. So there's well, women are always, I believe anyway, wanting to to find how to support the men involved with them, and you know, especially spouses or whatever but i i really do believe like i said i think we're raised with the wrong understanding that we that we have to kind of fight for our own place or that we you know are going to be less than if we don't 
whatever, it, rather than helping each other, rather than seeing that we that women especially are a helpmate to men, and we want to lift them up. We, I think we were also, I was kind of raised with a almost a bitterness toward men that they didn't understand women that they that here's our place and we should stay there and that's not right either in the sense that I know I know that that's not um, going to build up a man for me to be just angry about what he well but know, that goes to the stereotype wants but yeah that was that was the command without the understanding behind the command you you guys were yeah. wrestling with why would Paul say that and in his day you know he'd say it because it's the way it is. is. It's part of the yeah. culture. Just shush. <laughs> we've taken time moving forward, and I'd like to think that over the centuries, as we've grown in Christ and the Holy Spirit's worked in our lives, and just we've struggled with understanding why would that be an issue. Well, we know more a lot about the way men function now. So, in a time when a child would you tell a child, you know, don't do this, and the child can't comprehend why, <laughs> you know, culturally that science is the psycho- science of psychology for that matter has been. In our culture, it's sixty years old. It started in this, you know, fifties and sixties. It yeah. It's so seriously, it was yeah, it wasn't a formal a science. <laughs> well, so truly, you know, we're truly studying how the mind, how the people is, process, is relatively new. Yeah, and like you're saying, like you said a minute ago, what's sad is I don't think we've ever really even admitted until recently that men and women are different, and we have to accept that they are different. They think differently, approach life differently, yeah. and because of that see things completely differently so that in the sense that again what i was saying about being a helpmate that women would need to help be helpers to men we don't know what that looks like we don't know what that means we know what we would like as a helper but we don't understand how that translates to being you know so like i said micaiah's statement last night was well done well thought i well well spoken at least i don't know how much she thought through it but but it was something about being a, a rock at home for them, but not necessarily a, um, you know, an outward, like corrective type, whatever it might be. But that's been a mistake, and I, I'm, I believe I've, you know, blundered in that area quite a bit because I don't know what that's supposed to be, and I'm just starting to see. I think that men are, like you said, concrete thinkers, simple thinkers, where God has given them some specific things to do and be. And those are ought to be spelled out fairly plainly that they're the warriors, that they're the defenders, you know, the the ones who are to be the leaders because God has kind of separated their their whatever their minds out to be that particular focus, you know. Whereas women carry the brunt of a lot of the emotional and nurturing pieces of the, the of the whole. But we can't, because of that, we can't see how men think or what, what that means, you know. So in other words, so back to this question, how do we emotionally support you? Well, I don't know. What kind of emotional support do you need? You know, do men? Well, again, it's a conversation because each man's different. When a guy says to me, I need more emotional support, he could be talking about sex. He could be talking about someone sitting down and listening <laughs> yeah, to him. So you need her to sleep with you more? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, that's, that's or his Or does version. he just need someone to listen to him? Or does he just need affirmation? Like you were saying, is but, it yeah, back Does about she need to bring languages? him flowers? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it just could be just. feel like she's on his team. Tell him he's important. You know, the, um, there's, I, I can tell you across the board, every man, whether he speaks languages of, you know, whatever language he speaks if you tell him he's he's important and he matters 
it's going to come it's going to have more power coming from the woman he loves than anyone else in you're the world. important you matter <laughs> i know um the <laughs> oh. <laughs> no whenever <laughs> come on i had to make a joke because okay. you no, you were serious no. and thank you and i know that you believe that um because you tell me that um the, I do. Well, but I mean, not often enough. <laughs> and well, so now I can just tag on to you and be specific because <laughs> <laughs> in what ways is he important? Um, because it, it matters that sometimes it could just be something as simple as, you know, he's, you know, the whole idea, he's had a hard day at the office, you know, to take the mm-hmm. 1950s approach, you're the hard day at the office. Now women come home from the office too yeah. and they have <laughs> a hard day. But, um, but, uh, you know, you don't have to wait for me to talk. I talk. You're like, uh, do I get a turn? It's the other way around in our world. Whereas in other um, other households, women are ready and eager to be listened to a lot of times if they've been away from their spouse for a while. You know, ask him what's going on. If he's not a talker, draw him out. Um, if he is a talker, listen to him. And then um, then you can ask the question, so, you know, what do you, what do you, you <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea to ever say, do you care about what happened in my day? But, um, but you know, find a way to, to have him hear that. And for me, being a guy who talks about, say to him, that guy, I'm saying to you now, mm-hmm. ask her about her day. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, women would love for men to actually even half act like they care about what happened in her day at all. <laughs> That's not very... Uh, Often, well, a girl needs to process it out loud. A guy does too, but he doesn't need to as much sometimes. I mean, sometimes his answer is going to be, "My was all right." You know? I think a woman just needs to feel cared about. So even just the question itself, even if she's not able to answer or whatever, because a kid comes running and screaming and she has to go take observations aren't he does. aren't a lot of feeling like caring. A lot of times when a man walks in and oh look, there's toys everywhere and says that. Well, that's a great observation. Now we've made this observation, but it would be kinder for the man to say, can I help you, sweetheart? Is there anything that um, I could do that would yes, make your life, yes. you know, less? Or are, are if you need, if we need to observe that the toys are on the floor, the man could say, um, I can see that it's been a whirlwind of a day, you know, is there something I can... Uh, can I help the kids pick up these toys or something like that? It's actually, that's a good illustration too, because it's so funny because it actually brings up another topic, which we don't have time for today, but um, is how to not take up offense when things aren't said in a way that you would want them said. And sometimes you don't even yeah. realize you, we joked earlier about, you know, I just asked about your hair being up and you, that's, that wasn't the way a question needed to be worded for you. You were like, duh my hair's up and i was asking a question i could have been more direct with but so are you drying your hair is are you going to do something my question was actually are you dry I wasn't are you drying it it never would have occurred to me honestly i'm not that smart i don't have that much hair on top so i don't dry it that way it just i you know towel and go um my question was are you trying to do something to curl it or something i was actually thinking about that way when i asked this silly question to you it was silly but to me but, but you said is your hair pinned up uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. Like, it doesn't make the question up, any yeah. more intelligent for me to explain it. It just <laughs> means I didn't know how to ask it. Um, so what I mean by not taking offense is, you know, when, if you're to your illustration, noticing the toys, mm-hmm. um, what is a way to, to take a step back and say, how do I say to my spouse, husband in this case, your illustration, um, I could use help picking up those toys without going, well, yeah, thanks for noticing them. Why don't you pick them up? You know, um, that's what we would say to our children. 
Um, and probably shouldn't say it exactly that way to our children either. But, but you know, what's another way for you know well, yeah, us to speak to one another to say to draw us into thing, the process together rather than to isolate one another immediately? Right. Because in this scripture, back to this one uh, verse, verse twenty six, for everything should be done to build up. The problem is when women are probably just me. When I'm that person that the first thing, you know, of course, I don't have a lot of little ones now, but when I did have, and there was toys everywhere, for the husband to walk in and say, wow, there's toys everywhere, makes me immediately feel like I have let you down, I have done wrong, I have not kept up on this, this is what you're observing, so therefore, I must be, you know, for lack of a better way to put that, in trouble, because I haven't done things right. Instead, so there, if there was ways that we could... Tr- fine to build each other up first i can see you've had a hard day and i know that you've played with the kids so obviously there's toys out in other words you've you know let some things go well but because of that then is there things ways i can help that that you now feel burdens about that kind of thing i i think what happens is we a lot of times think on our level so we consider what's going on in our world and then we speak that but then that person's in a completely different world, and it's you know it's taken like you said, taken an offense. I watched a sermon the other day with the offense idea, where they literally built a fence so that you notice in the middle, you know, after they've been offended by several right. different things, there was a fence now, a wall between them, which is true. If we let those things build up, so in those instances, I think. We should tell each other, you know, that hurt me. I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I feel like a failure because I didn't do this or that. Probably there's a lot behind it. My mom said this is what should happen, you know, if you're a good wife or these kind of, or those kinds of things. But usually the they're fueled by those things, but the other person is not really thinking all those things. We know this is true, but it's still our baggage that we're reacting with or whatever. So when we're talking about emotional support, that's one way, I think, is to consider that the other person's in a completely different world, sees life from a different perspective. We we gave that illustration of the cup in the middle with, you know, the handle on one side and the convincing argument from my side is that the cup's on, the handle's on the right. And from your side, it would be the left. And we could, we could go round and round and round about how much we are all right about that. <laughs> Maybe the best thing would be to walk to the other side of the room and see that that perspective is actually true from your perspective. You know, the cup get the on the other person's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking as we as bit. we look to wrap this up here in a second because we're coming to the end of our time. Um, is uh, you know if you had to if we had to sum this up, you know you're you're you know first off think serve step out of your need for a minute think about the person that you're asking something of that you're needing that serve serve first always think serve before serve me serve serve you before serve others build up Mm -hmm. which is what we started with and then you're saying in that when you step out and do that try and get in look at the world through their glass and that kind of goes to the love language thing i was talking about too you know how does that person say i love you how does that is that person actually think they're supporting you emotionally and you you just don't realize it Mm -hmm. um i would add to that you know guard your words you know we're talking about think about how we respond to one another and then rephrase um if Mm -hmm. if somebody is speaking to you and you say something back to them that that is you're making an assumption about them stop and say why would they ask me a question that seems obvious to me but 
apparently is not obvious to them. You know, dumb dumb doesn't know why my hair's up. Well, dumb dumb doesn't. You know, I'm a gar- I'm a girl. We have to dry it differently. You know, and it and it makes perfect sense once you explain it to me. But I'm I'm dumb dumb. That's not my new nickname. Please don't rename me nickname husband dumb dumb I might actually work on my ego after a while. I think what's funny it's is encouraging things to one I another. could tell this you exactly what I'm doing and tell you all the process. I also know in the meantime you would completely be bored and, and not really want to know. Well so no, I'm not no. honestly sure what another you're another conversation for another time. That's ADHD <laughs> yeah. headlines only please. Oh okay. <laughs> um I, I that's a just to give you a closing argument on that one, headlines and I'll click on the subject. Do we, we need like a human click. Say, hey, click. I want to click on that. Let's talk. Okay, that's another conversation. Just don't roll your eyes at me and off. You know, I need cameras. So I, okay. Anyway, I love you. Thank you so much for sitting down with me on um, when you have things you should should probably most likely we should be doing. Um, and, uh, I love you too, and I'll go finish my muffins for tonight. Ooh, muffins. I'm so excited. I'll cut this out. No, I won't. I'll just let it play. I love you very much. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.